You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yes, good morning uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen. uh, And welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kidrowski. And I'm here with uh, co-host Amanda Ellerkamp. And uh, we are here at Fisher Industries in the sunny Dickinson, North Dakota, in uh, the Diocese of Bismarck. And, uh, wow, what a segment we had with Father Todd Kreiniger and Father Brandon Wolf last segment, Amanda. Yeah, I loved hearing more about that upcoming town and country celebration. Just sounds like it's going to be a great day. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and, and Bishop Kagan comes out and uh, blesses machinery and... Uh, uh, just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Matthew and Lisa Ribinitz, uh from uh, Fort Rice, North Dakota. They're on the Gumbo Flats Ranch, and they are the hosts for this year's Town and Country Celebration starting on July 11th. Uh, or, uh, on July 11th, starting at 11 a.m. with registration. So, uh, on to our next uh, segment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do have uh, uh, Flo Freet from Fisher Industries. Good morning, Flo. Good morning, Mike and Amanda. Great to be here. Yes, and, and uh, it's good to have you here. Th- thank you very much for uh, uh, the opportunity to come to uh, Fisher Industries. Uh, just to give out a, a shout to your staff, you know, uh, Eric Kittleson, uh, uh, just an outstanding uh, uh, young man that has extended us hospitality like you can't believe. Chad Sadowski was in here with the IT uh, uh, direction. Uh, uh, we had you uh, bring in coffee for us. and so, <laughs> so the hospitality at Fisher Industries is just super, and we're just glad to be here. So, Flo, um, gee, I, I've known you for most of your life, I think. <laughs> a long time. And, and we, we got together when we both resi- resided in, in Dickinson. Both of us uh, grew up uh, in, the, in a farming community uh, on the farm. And uh, we were just talking about this, uh, this earlier before the show, is that our children were the first generation off the farm. Yep, yeah, they are. And I know that uh, your story really intrigues me of how you attribute what you learned uh, on the farm growing up, whether that be a discipline or machinery or uh, you got to fix it yourself or you're not going anywhere, you know, that sort of (laughs) attitude, and how that carried over into your business here with Fisher Sand and Gravel. And first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Flo, uh, your title here, and maybe a little bit about your family? Okay. Okay. I'm a vice president for uh, Fisher Industries here for the General Steel and Supply the Manufacturing Division. Mm-hmm. And I also manage the fleet, equipment fleet for Fisher Santa Gravel. So I work very closely with Tommy Fisher and his two sons, Brandon uh-huh. and Ryan, who are now the third generation owners of the company. So uh, I've been uh, married to Jackie Meyer, a local girl from uh, the Dickinson Gladstone area here. Yes. And we have, uh, for just, well, it'll be 40 years in. Uh, November. Oh, congratulations, Flo. We have four grown daughters. Uh, The two oldest are married, and we have nine grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. Already. Yes, already. (laughs) (laughs) Like I keep telling them, we've got a good start. (laughs) Ah, Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, 
But we live, I moved to Dickinson in 1974, and as you mentioned, grew up in a farm community down by St. Placidus, just northeast of Mott. Yep. And uh, so uh, went to school there at St. Placidus. Uh, there was a township school there for the first grade, so we had four classes in one room with one teacher. So you had the first, second, third, and fourth in one room, and then the fifth, yep. sixth, seventh, and eighth in the other. And then in the second grade, uh, we started busing into Mott, and I went to public school till the fifth grade. And at that point, I started at St. Vincent's because they opened up busing there, where if you had one student on the bus in the public school, they would haul the rest of the kids in that went to private school, Catholic school. And Good. I went to St. Vincent's then until they through the eighth grade, and then back to Mott High School for uh, through graduation. Uh huh. And of course, growing up on the farm, there was a lot of chores. We had, like most farms back then, uh, we milked cows. Uh, we had range cattle, raised hogs, chickens, ducks, turkeys, uh, typical wow. farm. Yep. So it was early mornings and uh, late evenings. Yes, how early, Flo? Now, <laughs> well, you, you, you had to milk cows. <laughs> yeah. How many cows did you milk? You know, it varied from time to time. The most was probably in the uh, low teens because yeah. we sold oh cream. Oh, yes, yes. So we separated and sold the cream. So, w- so we'd start... Uh, usually the milking started at 5 a.m. Okay. and then 5 p.m. again, you know. Uh-huh. My dad, uh, Bill and Pat Fried are my parents, and uh, mm-hmm. that was always one time a day you didn't miss. <laughs> it was 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. 5 p.m., yep. So uh, we got an early start. The bus came about 7, so that uh, you finished chores, changed clothes, washed up, had some breakfast, and off to school you went. Uh-huh. Well, what, what a great story. And, uh, Flo, the... Uh, uh, you know, the discipline that you had to have. I mean, uh, you had to get up and you're milking, and uh, then when you're done, you just didn't go take a nap. <laughs> you, you had to get the, get to school. Yes. You had to get to school, and then after school, you had to come back. And uh, so there was uh, no opportunity, and this was not uncommon back then, for any, uh, any activities uh, in, in high school. No, you know, sports wasn't an option just simply right. because of the farm operations and the work that we did on the farm. Right. And, you know, you worked right alongside your parents. And uh, so uh, sports wasn't an option. But we did uh, belong to the FFA, you know. Certainly. And my okay. dad always teased us that, you know, the FFA stands for Father Farms Alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> once a month we'd have a meeting in the evening, you know. So you'd finish chores, race in the town, have your... FFA meeting, but uh-huh. it taught us a lot of good skills oh, because things were very practical and applied to what we did on the farm. Absolutely. So it was, it was very, very helpful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I love that. I, th- I, I, I just that uh, makes me tired just thinking about <laughs> your, your schedule. I've, uh, but I imagine that that established a certain work ethic within you that has carried you, you know, going forward in your life. Can you reflect a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things back then, everybody was doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you drove from one farm to the next. The kids were up early, and everybody seemed to be milking cows at that time. It's not the case today anymore. Right. But at that time, everybody had a few milk cows. So uh, getting up early in the morning was nothing unique to us or anybody else. It was what happened then. And uh, the families were larger. So you had these kids that were out, and it was good that we had all these things going on because uh, kept you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and you worked alongside your parents and your uh, local, your neighbors in the area, and a lot of my dad's brothers lived in the area. So you worked with your uncles, and uh, I always use the analogy that that was an era where uh, young men learned learned to be 
young men by working with their dad or their uncles and the neighbors with, that were like-minded and had the same beliefs and uh, morality. And the, the girls worked with their mothers and the aunts, and they learned to be young women from their mothers mm-hmm. and from their aunts and the family that was in the area. So that, that was always very health, healthy, and we had a very close connection with our grandparents. Uh, you uh-huh. know, I had a family of five boys in the family, so I would go out and stay with my grandparents up south of Richardson mm-hmm. uh, and help them. And so you had a very close connection with your family, sure. immediate family, and uh, your uncles and aunts, and do to this day. Uh, certainly, certainly. And, and uh, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we're... Uh in Dickinson, North Dakota, we're broadcasting live from Fisher Industries, and uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with uh, co-host uh, Amanda Ellerkamp, and our guest this segment is uh, Flo Freed uh, of Fisher Industries. He is the Vice President of General Steel and Supply uh, Division, uh, and uh, we're just uh, uh, very thankful for that Flo took time out of his busy schedule to be with us uh, today and we're talking about uh, uh, Flo's background and how that helped him in his current position as vice president uh, here uh, at General Steel and Supply which uh, General Steel Flow is a subsidy or a, not a subsidy but a subdivision of Fisher Industries? Fisher okay. Sand and Gravel. Fisher I, Industries is the trade name of all the different uh, companies within it. Fisher Sand and Gravel is the parent company. And General Steel and Supply is a wholly owned subsidiary of uh, Fisher Sand and Gravel. Okay. Well, I'll, while we're on that subject, um, you know, Fisher Industries, I, w- I was just uh, uh, reading some of the history, and it dates back uh, uh, like to the f- 50s. Yeah, 1952. 1952. And the founder, of course, was Gene Fisher, uh, just an outstanding businessman. Uh, his uh, son, now Tommy Fisher, is uh, uh, is the uh, president, uh, yes. I believe. And now his sons, third generation, are entering in the business. So what a great family business this has been. And, uh, you know, it started in Dickinson, North Dakota, Flow. But now I, re- I saw on the Internet last evening, you're in, uh, you have headquarters, you have uh, divisions in like seven states, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, offices and uh, operations in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. And then we also have them in the southwest as well, in, uh, in the Albuquerque area, Placidus, which is just north of Albuquerque. Uh, and then we have them in uh, Henderson, Nevada. And, of course, Tommy and his sons live in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we have an office there, a complex. And then we also have our uh, another division another division of uh, manufacturing in Coolidge, Arizona. And they do steel girders for bridges and uh, overpasses and things like that and precast concrete. And then we have Arizona drilling and blasting down that area. Uh And uh, we have operations in Texas as well. And uh, we kind of go where the work is. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Never say never. (laughs) What a a success story in terms of expansion and of service. And uh, uh, on the website flow, you have a tag. And help me out here. Uh, we only take the tough jobs or something like that? or how, uh, We like the tough jobs. We like the tough jobs. Okay. And that refers to simply the, the enormous mammoth physical uh, uh, jobs that you have of building roads through mountains and things like that. <laughs> yes. And, and Tommy Fisher really expanded on the industry when he got involved in the late 90s. 
and uh, we started the asphalt division. Okay. And he, his goal was to vertically integrate so that we had more control of our projects. And uh, instead of being on the back end of it and just dealing with whatever happened and taking it, uh, we could structure so that we could move forward in a more progressive way and control our destiny a little more. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so we have asphalt division, road construction, all those different divisions that we own now and can control ourselves. Yes. Yeah, so where we... Uh uh, we have to take a break here, folks. Uh, d uh, don't go away. Uh, we're visiting with Flo Freet from Fisher Industries. And after the break, uh, something we haven't gotten to yet, and that's uh, 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 Flo's strong faith, how that developed as, uh, as he was growing up, how he interjected, how he continues uh, to develop his faith and incorporate that into his business affairs. So don't go away. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. I kind of stumbled into the Catholic Radio uh, when it came here to Bemidji. You know, you're driving around, you hit the scan on the thing, and... And it pops up, and you're like, oh, that's, that's different, that's interesting. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're listening to Catholic Radio all the time. It, uh, you know, you pick it up in the morning, coming, coming in, you're listening to, to uh, the Sunrise Morning Show and Morning Glory. And, and then you get out with, with my job. I'm a forester here in the county, and, and so I travel about a lot, getting to different areas to do forestry work. So off and on through the day, you're traveling, you can pull it up, and, you can listen to Women of Grace or, or Dr. Ray. He's just a hoot. I love listening to him. Uh, called the communion with Dr. David Anders. I listen to him. He is like an encyclopedia of knowledge. You could listen to him all day, I think. It answers so many questions about the faith that you didn't even know you had. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Amanda Ellerkamp here with Mike Kitarowski. We are broadcasting live from Fisher Industries in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's a beautiful, sunny Monday morning here. And Mike and I are joined right now from Flo Freet of Fisher Industries. And we were just visiting a little bit before the break, Flo, about your upbringing um, in the farming industry and that work ethic that came from that 
And I was just really struck as you were sharing about, you know, those long days and the schedule, but also about the family ties, you know, on the farm, not only with your immediate family, but extended family as well, as you mentioned, aunts and uncles and um, things like that. So I just imagine that not only did that impact your, your work ethic and your view on life, but your faith life as well, that that was also, I imagine, um, knowing you and knowing the area that you came from, that that was really a part of your upbringing as well. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about that aspect uh, of how the faith entered into your life um, on the farm and then moving forward. Well, you know, growing up, uh, you know, we did, uh, my parents, you know, we had grace before and after meals. Uh, We had uh, uh, the rosary and things like that that we did as a family unit. The other thing that was unique, and we were really fortunate and didn't probably realize it at the time, but St. Placidus was served by the uh, Abbey in Richerton. So the priests would come Mm -hmm. from the Abbey and they would serve St. Stephen's, which is just north of where I grew up. And then St. Placidus, where we went to church. Mm-hmm. And then, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, I did go to St. Vincent School, 5th through 8th grade, where we had daily Mass. Well, in the winter months, depending on the weather, you might have Mass at St. Stephen's or at St. Placidus. So you ended up serving Mass at both parishes. Well, then when I started school uh, at St. Vincent's, Monsignor Herman Mandry was the mm-hmm. pastor there. And uh, he came into church one morning and asked me why I wasn't serving Mass right after we had uh, morning Mass before school started. And then I told him, well, I serve at St. Placidus and at St. Stephen's. And he says, I don't care. You should be doing that here, too. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up serving at uh, Mass at uh, all three parishes from time to time. And uh, so the church was a very big part growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we you, we had religion classes every day. We had sisters from Notre Dame teaching us. Uh, we didn't have any lay teachers when I was in school. It was, sure. it was all religious. And, uh, you know, when you're a young kid, you, you have all these things happening and you learn all these things about your faith. And uh, you're always looking ahead. And you don't really put it to practice mm-hmm. necessarily. But it's, very, um, it's amazing the seeds that were planted when you're young. And you move out and you get on your own and these things start coming back to you that, hey, I missed an opportunity there. But the beauty of it is you do remember the Holy Spirit works within you and it brings these things back to mind and you get your life back on track. And, you know, uh, human life is, a, is an amazing thing. You start out as a family unit, you evolve, you grow up, you're on your own. And then it's about the th- three people, me, myself and I. <laughs> Then you find a young lady, you get married, and then you find uh-huh. out that you're now number two. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. And then you start having children, and pretty soon, <laughs> hey, I moved down the ranks again. Yeah, again. And, yeah. and you get more comfortable with that, and you start to realize that it never was about you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Which uh-huh. is really where we have to come to peace with ourselves. Is we have to understand that it's not about us, it's about others. And our reward comes through the benefits and the uh, growth and successes of others. And it starts with your spouse and with your family. And then hopefully you can carry it on to where you work, that the people and coworkers you work with, you offer them something. You may not know it at the time, but uh, hopefully you do. Uh-huh. And it's something that helps them grow. And that they get comfortable that, hey, he's okay with sharing his faith? Mm. Maybe I can too. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. And 
I was really struck as you were as you were sharing that um, about how things stick with us. You know, as a mom and as a teacher, you know, a religious teacher of high school students, you know, that that stays with you of that moving forward and that those lessons continue to come forward. And now you passing that on, not only to your children, but the example you give in the workplace, as you said, you're not sure, you know, does that impact them now or later, but that you've given that testimony. That's a really beautiful thing. And and that's exactly what happens. Those seeds are planted and and you never know when they're going to come to fruition. So you can never give up. You, uh, you know, yesterday's uh, scripture, there was in two occasions in the gospel where they said, be not afraid, yeah. have, faith. Ah. have faith. And we, we, we can't be afraid of it. We, we have to continue on. And uh, good things happen. Good things happen. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, if you're just joining us, folks, we're uh, uh, broadcasting live from Fisher Industries in Dickinson, North Dakota. And my name is Mike Kidrowski, and, and I'm uh, just so very pleased that uh, Amanda Ellerkamp is the co-host uh, today. And this is her debut as a co-host. And Amanda, I just want to say thank you once again for being our co-host. It's just so good to see you uh, here with us. And uh, programming was just so excited about having you as our co-host as well. So We'll see uh, if they're still excited. <laughs> <what they're> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they will. All right, Amanda. Uh, uh, And uh, we are uh, visiting with Flo Freed from Fisher Industries. Flo is just uh, sharing with us his story uh, about growing up on a farm, uh, what faith uh, has meant to him growing up. And uh, Flo, as you uh, uh, you, you beautifully put your your, uh, growth of your faith so well in growing up and it's uh it's just about me and then you get married and then it's not about me and then you have children and then it's less about me <laughs> and that is just that was just beautiful uh so now how as you uh and you mentioned the gospel gospel this last week and uh, be not afraid and so if you could just kind of mold this all together how this all played a part in your business life? Well, I think what happens, Mike, as, as you mature, uh-huh. whether you plan it or not, the seeds were put there by the religious, the parish priests, the sisters mm. from Notre Dame that I went, uh, that taught us in school, our parents, our, my, my uncles would discipline me just as likely as my dad would. <laughs> ah, it didn't, yeah. they, they were part of the family. And so you have those, these roots that go way back that stick with you. You may not realize it at the time, but when situations come up, you remember things that happened many years ago. My grandfather, uh, we, I was driving with him in the pickup to feed the cows, and he made a comment to me. He says, what does it take to be successful? When do you know you're successful? And I think I was in the seventh or eighth grade oh, at that time. Yeah. And I looked over and I says, well, when I have enough money to do what I want. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's probably a very typical answer for someone that age. Oh, absolutely. We drove a little farther, and he looked over at me, and he says, you know what the, uh, how you'll know when you're successful? He says, success is measured by what a man can do without. And that really uh, struck me at the time. And I always wow. remember that. And as I get older, and you start talking about this process of now your wife and your children, you do without. Yeah. The important yeah. things and the success of a person is not going to be the bankroll. Right. It's the legacy with your children, your spouse, and your family. And, and those you oh, communicate beautiful. with. 
Indeed. So, but indeed, it takes a long time to understand some of those things. You know that your oh, grandparents yeah. and family <laughs> taught you over the years, yeah, but yeah. but they do come to fruition. Yeah. Time time does a lot. Yeah. What a what a beautiful story, and uh, you know we have uh, a few minutes left before our hard break flow, and uh, is there any anything else that our listeners uh, ought to know uh, in terms of uh, uh, incorporating faith in, in business. Uh, I, I, could you just discuss that a little bit more, please? Well, I think a lot of it is, Mike, you know, we all want to be treated well. Uh-huh. And, and so we're, we're very conscious of that. So we do our best to give our best. Yeah. And your faith can certainly put you on that path. And, you know, the other thing that, that we've been very fortunate with here in Dickinson in this local community is we have a lot of good parish priests. Yes. We've got a great Catholic school system in town here. And uh, there's a lot of things available for us. You know, my process and my growth and faith is not over. I'm still in the middle of it. I've got a little, I'll be doing that till my last breath. And we have... And you're part of it, Mike, that uh, that man is you program. Yes. Mm. What a fantastic program for men. And uh, it's unfortunate that we didn't have that when I was 20 years old and right. thought I knew yeah. everything. I, I thought about that. Uh, I think about well, that all the time. Yes. Yeah. What a great opportunity. We, we've completed six years of it, and uh, we'll start year seven. There's a new program for this yeah. year. We have all these other organizations within the uh, parishes here, uh, you know, Tuesday nights, we at St. Joe's, Father Keith has. Uh, we have an hour adoration, and then we have mass, and then we have scripture study, mm-hmm. and we study the gospel of the coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. All these little things that we can do now, and you, you learn so much more than just reading scripture. Reading scripture, every time you read it, you pick up new things. Well, the more you discuss it with others, and you're with like-minded men and women, mm-hmm. it just helps you grow. Yeah, sure. The opportunity for growth, and absolutely, you're talking just kind of your overall story of you really taking that opportunity, whether it was from the farm or the faith, and now your continued faith growth to really grasp onto those opportunities. Because as you said, you just never know where that's going to lead, and and just trusting in faith and moving forward. That's a really beautiful testament. The other thing that happens when you do that is you find yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. That is so important when you're raising a family mm-hmm. and for absolutely. your own growth. Okay. Yeah, Flow uh, Free, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. And thank you for sharing your story. It's just a heartwarming, outstanding story. It's always a pleasure to visit with you, Flo. And so thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, God bless you. It. And uh, folks, uh, we uh, are at the end of the segment. We will uh, be back after the break, and after the break, we will be visiting with uh, exciting things happening at Trinity Catholic Schools. Join us for our next interview on Real Presence Live. Don't go away. Don't go away.